0: This is High School, Not So Much a Musical, a podcast that takes you on a ride through the peaks and valleys of a high school journey. Here are your presenters, Nitin Jalodanki and Ayush Agarwal.
1: Oh yeah, okay, this this brings something to mind. So basically, we talked with like this guy named Tom Pike a couple of weeks ago, and he basically helps people skip high school and go directly to community college. Um, so like the benefits of that is that like you get to pick your... You get to pick your job earlier and you get to basically like discover what you want to do because like in our case we don't really have any like career oriented programs the only place that we really get to pick what we want to do is like in our electives and even in that there's nothing like really special like your school where they have like a courtroom and stuff like that ours is honestly it's just like it's a converted office building so it's not like anything great but we have like a couple of clubs and DECA is probably like the only club where you can actually apply some business skills. So I guess that we can jump into some normal questions now for you back to that. So you mentioned that you were riding around in an ambulance and that was like one of your cooler experience. So one thing that like that's one thing that I found really cool and you talked about like how you were with a real ambulance crew. So could you talk about the time that you rode in the ambulance? What was it like? Some of the tasks you had to perform, how the whole process was? and uh, we can probably get in some follow-up questions after that.
2: So I've only been on two calls so far, um, like six hours each. And some of the calls that I've been on were kind of just like transportations. Like there wasn't really much that we had to do. We just had to take them to the hospital. But one of the most intense ones that I've had was um, this patient she was already in the hospital but she was on like the other side of it so we had to take her from one side to the other for some reason but she had an allergic reaction to chemotherapy and she kind of passed out was unconscious she um she couldn't speak she was she was fully aware of everything that was going on but she couldn't speak she was too tired to like open her eyes um the most she could do was like squeeze our hand. And that was kind of scary for me a little because I felt like she was kind of just like losing it at that point, but we had to rush and get her to the other side of the hospital, to the emergency room. And I remember she was passed out on the hospital bed and she was trying to sign language to us, something, and, um, I felt like the doctors, they knew what they were doing, but I felt like they weren't really listening to her because, because she she was obviously couldn't talk. So she was trying to do sign language, but she I felt like they weren't really like paying attention to what she had to say or try to tell us. And that was kind of like a frustrating experience. But then I realized like they've been doing this for a lot longer than I have. And they probably like know what to do even if she isn't able to communicate it. So that was kind of a really different experience for me. Um, Another one was, um, it was just a diabetic patient and she, she kind of became unconscious. She kind of like lost touch with what was going on and had to take her blood sugar. Um, As a high schooler, you don't really get to do much because you can't you can't really get in the way of what's happening when there's actually an emergency but i got to take her blood sugar got to take her blood pressure it's mostly just like vital signs stuff like that i do know one of the people that i'm in the program with he got to go his first call ever riding on an ambulance he got a cardiac arrest and he got to perform cpr he saved the patient's life and it was really cool to hear about Um, I'm still waiting for a call that interesting, but that's the most I've done so far.
1: So, is... Okay, so you've probably watched Grey's Anatomy. I mean, like, every person who goes to medical pretty much has watched that show. So if you could pick one person that was probably, like, your... Like, greatest mentor or, like, a greatest support through the show or person that you look up to in the show, who would it be and why?
2: Um... Christina. Um, I feel like Christina and Burke were just like my favorites mostly because I really like Christina because she's just like so driven and she's so like cutthroat, it's like her or no one else. And I don't wanna be like that rude or anything but I feel like it's really good to put yourself above others, like not in like a cruel way but it's it helps you in the long run. And I feel like she was just so motivated by herself. Like it was always like, she was her only competition. She didn't care about anyone else. She was just always competing with herself. And I really liked that about her. And I also, um, Burke was really an inspiration to me because he was like a cardiologist. That's kind of what I want to go into. Um, Obviously, I'm not like completely sure about that yet, but the heart is a really interesting part of the body to me. And I remember the, there was one episode where there was like a heart in a box and it was kind of beating on its own. And that, I feel like that episode kind of just like changed my life. I was like, holy, nevermind. Okay. I was like, damn, wait, no. Yeah.
1: You can squirt. Okay. you can swear. we don't really care.
2: Okay. Um, I was like, yeah, that's really cool. And it's just like cool how it can, it doesn't really need anything else. It just kind of like works on its own beats on its own it's just like its own thing and i guess that's kind of like what christina's like too so yeah
0: yeah um yeah grazing anatomy is a super popular show i haven't watched it myself but
1: uh
2: pretty interesting it's kind of all of it's kind of not now that i'm in the healthcare field that i like actually doing all this stuff i realized that it's not really that accurate but yeah
1: show. like you should it was like i started watching it when COVID started so it's like a really good way to like pass time because it has like 18 seasons there's like 24 episodes and they're like 45 minutes long so it's mm-hmm. like if you want to binge it it's like a really good show but like the seasons now are really bad it's really boring <laughs> a better yeah i mean it makes
0: sense if, if you go to 18 seasons that's like
1: ridiculous and like all the good characters left like alex was like probably like one of the funniest characters and then george I, george i it was really sad when george died because george was like he was like kind of like the underdog of the group but he was probably like some of the, one of the most driven as well mm-hmm. but yeah you any questions from you uh
0: yeah i mean you mentioned you're going to you so if you want to talk a little bit about obviously that's a super prestigious university so it's not like. S- how you think you got in, you know, some of the parts of the admissions process, which you thought you like excelled in, et cetera.
2: Um, well, I was my I feel like. I don't want to brag or anything, but my stats are pretty good. My SAT score could have used a little help, but I was valedictorian last year. So my stats were um, well within the profile and Um, I worked pretty hard on my essays. I feel like my Why Wash Supplemental was probably the reason I got in. But um, advice for people going into the application season is to just really work on those essays. Like I feel like um, if you look at any school's common data set, the essays are probably ranked as the very important factor in the admissions process. So I worked hard on that and um, I really applied because it was one of the top pre-med schools. It's one of the biggest feeders into med schools, such as Harvard, Duke, the top med schools in the country. So I'm really hoping that I can get into one of those schools. So I feel like WashU's pre-med advising program, it's um, college counselors, it's classes and everything, MCAT, tutoring sessions, all of that is just going to be really helpful for me for med school, which is kind of like the end goal, basically. Like, if you get into a good med school, you're practically set. I mean, you got to finish it, but you know. So, yeah, that's why I chose WashU. I think that's why I got in, but
1: yeah. So, I have two questions. The first one is... The MCAT, I always see like ads on YouTube from the Princeton Review saying like it's probably like the most important exam. So if you could describe what the MCAT is. And then the second one is, so obviously everybody like has the assumption and it's, it's very true that like the life of a doctor before they can actually like start practicing and like get to start their life is really long. Because through Grey's Anatomy, like even if it's not very accurate, what I learned is that you have to like kind of get your internship at the hospital and then you have to become... I I forgot like the name of the rules, but it's like a really, really long amount of time. And then you need to take like a test in the middle, there's like a knowledge test. And then that's the one that like Alex fails and then he has to retake it that kind of test. So So the two questions are, what is the MCAT? Why is it important? What does it cover? And the second one is, could you describe like the timeline of a doctor starting from once they get into college right out of high school?
2: So the MCAT is basically the entrance exam for medical school. I'm not really sure um like the specifics of it but I do know that in order to get into a good med school you should probably have like above a 15 515 to 530 ish range I think I think the max is actually like I don't know what the max is but um for the most prestigious universities you probably want above a 520 and it basically covers all of the different um everything that you've learned over pre-med so biology chemistry physics all of that is going to be on that test and it's going to be really important for you to get into med school um, and then basically in order to become a doctor it depends like what kind of doctor you want to be so if you want to be a physician assistant then you don't even have to go to med school um, you can just do your pre-med and you can finish out with that if you want to become like a basic um, physician, primary care, then you can go, you can do your pre-med course for your undergrad for four years, then you go into med school and then there's your residency and then you can be your primary care physician. But if you wanna specialize in something then you gotta do a fellowship. And then yeah, there is the other test which is which are your boards and that's basically um, kind of determines if you're actually going to get to where you want to be. But yeah. And
1: like a part of the boards I remember was like there's like an interview. So is that? So what exactly I'm not, I'm not sure if you know but like what exactly happens in the interview is it like sort of like a role play where they give you a situation you have to describe what you would do in the situation or is it more of just like an interview on why you want to do a certain position and stuff like that?
2: I think it really depends. I'm pretty sure it's mostly like they give you a scenario and you have to say what it is. You have to do the diagnosis, what um, you would do in that situation, because it's not really like a job interview. It's more like, are you fit for being a doctor? But I'm not really sure about that whole process. There's also like step one, step two, a bunch of other stuff in med school. It's just a lot of tests, a lot of time put into it. But yeah.
1: So, do
0: you know what, like, you, like, what type of doctor or you want to do after you graduate from, you know, pre-med, um, like, because, like, you know, in the beginning of the podcast, you were talking about, like, how you liked, um, like, birth and labor, like, how you, or something along those lines, so, um, uh, do you know what, you, like, you want to do, in or after college, like, what type of doctor you want to be?
2: Um. I'm really fascinated by cardiology. I think that's one of the ones that it's always gonna be at the top of my list, but I'm not really completely sure yet. I do know that when you go to med school, they have different rotations. Um, So like I am doing now with my Northside internship with the four different rotations, they have the same rotations and more during med school. So I feel like those really help you decide what you wanna be. But the thing is, with med schools in america you don't really get to choose what you want to be it's like the best of the best get to get the higher paying jobs and the lowest get like the primary care physician i mean unless you really want to do that that's totally up to you but you kind of get matched it's called um matching to a different um job over the country so um I watched WashU med, Wash med School's matching video and basically the med school itself matches you to a job of, uh, across the country so that whether that be um, pediatrics, um, plastics, which, whichever it is, it really depends on how you do in med school. So you can't just like stop working hard once you get into med school. You've got to be the best of the best there if you want to get if you want to get the top choices.
1: So right. one question that I had was um, in the I, I like that you mentioned plastics, because one of the things that like people don't recognize that plastic surgeons are like doctors. So there's probably like a huge like line of work that you need to do to get to like a point where you open up your own practice. But. If you wanted to open up your own practice, what exactly, what's like the process? I don't, like, would you know what that process is? And um, because most of the people that, that I've seen so far is like, they just op- they just work for like a general hospital. But then one of my friends, Druva, she, no, no, no. Druva's Dhruva mom works for Stanford, but one of my other friends, Shivan, his mom has a dentist practice. So is that something different from the whole doctor process or does it kind of fall into the same line?
2: Um for dentistry, that's like a whole different school that you have to go to, so I'm not really sure about that, but I do know that starting your own practice is like a whole different field like it has you do need your credibility as a doctor, you need all of that, but it's it becomes more like a business. I feel like you would probably know more about opening a practice than I would as someone who wants to go into business. So um, I feel like you would need some sort of license you would need some sort of help lawyers whatever whatnot but um, starting your own practice you just need your credibility you need your um, people that work for you but overall it's more just like starting a business
0: so we're kind of approaching like the end of our podcast so we kind of ask this to every guest who comes on which is our Uh, infamous, infamous tips question where we essentially ask, like, do you have any tips or advice for current high schoolers? It doesn't necessarily have to be current high schoolers are trying to go into med, but it can be. So either future med students or like just current high schoolers trying to get into good colleges. What is your best piece of advice? I feel
2: like, I feel like people don't really know what, um, how to like form their application until they see like that application portal. Like, I wish I got to see like that page beforehand, like where I submit all of my awards, all my honors, all my extracurriculars, because it would have changed a lot about how I worked on things during high school. So basically for your extracurriculars, the common app page, it gives you 10 slots to fill for your extracurriculars. So I was, and it asks you, it asks you um, what position you had, what kind of extracurricular it is, how much time you put into it, meaning like how many hours per week you put into that organization. <coughs> and then like a description of it. So it doesn't really matter what you're doing. It matters how you word it. Like, I could be doing the most boring stuff ever. Like, I could be doing paperwork for an office. But if I word it right, that's going to look, like, amazing on that. Like, for example, I literally work for a dance institute and I just teach, like, little kids. But the way I worded that, it made me sound like I was doing God's work. Because you just, if you word that thing right, then people are going to think that you're, like, an insane high schooler. So it doesn't matter how much stuff you have, if you can fill that 10 and you can make it sound good, you're good. And the same thing for your essays, like that's the biggest part of your entire application and no one even like, I mean obviously people give some sort of importance to that but they don't realize it's the deciding factor. Like your GPA and your stats, it's basically like the first thing that they look at like if your GPA and stats are bad, they're not even gonna give you a second look. But like that's the harsh truth. I'm sorry. Like they're gonna look at your application, but they're already gonna have that um they're already gonna have that mentality, like, oh, this person's not really a good student. So that's like kind of the bare minimum, your GPA and your stats. And then you gotta worry about your writing, like how you're gonna word that extracurricular stuff, how are you gonna work on your essays. And I feel like that's the biggest thing for getting into college. Like, it's not really a hard process at all. It's just about bragging about yourself in the best way possible. So yeah, that's my piece of advice.
1: Okay, thank you so much for all of the time that you took for the podcast. Um, For all of the high schoolers out there, if you do have any questions, um, I guess that just, try to reach out to like the person in your school who's like the best person to talk to because if you really like medical, then like, I mean, Tanwita, do you have any advice for people who want to go into medical and how exactly they can find some opportunities and stuff like that? Then we can round it off there.
2: Um, I would go to, I would prepare a really good resume and I would print some of those copies out and I would go to every single practice in your area. like just knock on everyone's doors be like hey i'm a high school student i'm really looking for an internship and i have some experience here's my resume please reach out to me and then take their contact card so you can reach out to them again and just you're gonna get 90 no's but you're gonna get one yes and that's the one that matters but yeah
1: okay perfect thank you so much for all your advice and time and thank you so much to our listeners for listening
2: thank you for having me Bye.
1: That's our show for today. Now roll the credits. High School Not So Much A Musical is hosted by Ayush Agarwal, Nitin Jaladanki, and Rishi Sinha. Narration by Samhit Padala. Music from Louis Luang Relaxation Cafe, Tune Pocket, and Infraction. If you like the show, please recommend it to your friends and family. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.